2: What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Elon Fong.
1: Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Elon Fong, and we are on Behind the Curtain, as I mentioned. It's a show that we are trying to uh, show non strip club listeners what a legitimate business is that the strip club industry is and the unique personalities we have in and around it so today i have a fantastic dj uh as a guest today let me tell you a little bit about him uh we are proud to have dj mighty mike adachi on the show this guy has done everything you can possibly imagine in the dj industry started off in hawaii so hey life is damn good because he started in hawaii right he was the resident dj at zanzibar uh he was the music consultant and head dj for cirque du soleil level 4 the musical director for the Sheraton Waikiki. Uh, he's DJed at Cheetah in Atlanta, Red Rock Casinos in Las Vegas, private events in Las Vegas. He is a Billboard uh, remixer, an award-winning remixer. In fact, he's done remixes for Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, uh, Demi Lovato. In fact, his uh, remix of Demi Lovato's "Give a Heart" "Give Your Heart a Break" was the last number one Billboard record for Hollywood Records. And he's also a broadcast engineer for ESPN Cleveland, so he's very expansive in his career as well. So, without further ado, I am very proud to welcome to the show, Mister DJ Mike D. Welcome.
0: You know, you say it like that, and then all of a sudden, I, I it seems like I'm actually some of someone of importance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Done a lot of shit, man. Uh, before we get to the interview, I want to share with how I met you. So, uh, DJ Mike D has been a remixer for a long time, and how I found out about him was. Uh, The song Motivation by Kelly Rowland was really popular about, what, 15 years ago? And... The original track just didn't have enough BPMs or energy for me to play. And girls wanted it so bad. And finally, someone I saw somewhere, the DJ Mike D remix. I'm like, what is this? Let me listen to it. And sadly, back then, I was not a tech guy. So I was way behind. I didn't realize, being a strip club DJ, that there were these record pools and uh, DJ services that would get you remixes. So I found stuff just by buying CDs and uh, imports at uh, like Tower Records or at, uh, oh God, what's the one, Uh, the rich guy? Tim Goody. No, he owns the airline too. Uh Virgin oh, okay. records. We had a Virgin records in Columbus and stuff like that. So I couldn't get this, this mix, which really frustrated me because I loved it. I heard it. I didn't know how to rip it yet. Hell, I was the last guy in the strip clubs to use CDs. Probably. I didn't switch over to mp 3s until 2014. It just goes to proves to show you that it's not the platform. It's your curation and song choice. So I still had good songs. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mike's making faces at me because I was so <laughs> slow to change. Anyways. Um, so i heard about mike d and i was amazed i loved his remixes could never get them fast forward a couple of years i'm involved with panda the professional adult Night nightclub dj association and i'm on the board of directors and i'm like i'm gonna track down this dj mike d guy i'm gonna i'm gonna get his remixes for everybody because strip club djs love dj mike d he takes slow ballads or hip-hop songs you can't normally play puts a great beat behind it and you can play it anywhere right So Facebook, boom, find DJ Mike D, look him up, I reach out, and to my shock, I was on vacation in Hawaii, he responded within a day. (laughs) So we started up a conversation and a friendship, and he eventually shared uh, a big part of his library with the Panda DJs and and through me and him, which was awesome. So, and I've gotten to know you much better as you moved to Cleveland, Ohio in recent years. So that's how I met DJ Mike D. Uh, Let's talk to you about some stuff. So you're in Cleveland, Ohio now. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I understand you started your career, your first gig at 17. Was at a strip club? So you're a panda.
0: You know, it was one of those, um, it it was, it was, what was the name of it? I think it was not, it wasn't, what was it called? Wild horse. I think it was a hole in the wall and they were like, Hey, do you want to work here? And I tried it out for, I think maybe two days. And I was like, I'm not chasing these girls around to get them on stage. And I was out like that full disclosure. I like, I can't. I could not handle that aspect of your guy's job. Just no, I'm not trying to chase them around or deal with the drama or why aren't you on stage and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea that was a part of the job and that was back in 2000, like 99, 2000.
1: Okay. So that's <laughs> called, we call that herding cats is what we call it. And uh, <laughs> for non strip club industry, people, what he's talking about is it is notoriously difficult to get your dancers entertainers to to stage on time they either want to sell dances they're drunk they don't want to go to stage or making money somewhere else and so you're constantly chasing them down to try and get them to stage so uh and, and, and for understand. whatever
0: reason it's a, and for whatever reason it's the dj's fault right that's the part i didn't understand like if 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 it was like okay well i'm like the manager is gonna go yell at them that's cool but it was like why are they coming out i don't know you know <laughs>
1: So for again, for non strip club people, uh, at the end of the day, the girls are the reason people come in the club. So it's never going to be their fault. We want to keep them happy and it's going to be blamed on the DJ. That's just the way it goes. All right. So you've told me things like DJing saved my life. Talk a little bit about how you got into becoming a DJ.
0: So, oh, well, I mean, if we're going to get into how I became a DJ, um, it's actually through martial arts, believe it or not. So we... um, I took martial arts all as a kid and one of the, I was in jujitsu for like 10 years or something. And uh, we, uh, you know, the adults decided, not we, I was still a kid. The adults decided (laughs) they wanted wanted to fundraise. Um, I grew up in, in like Nanakuli, Hawaii, which is like the West side of Oahu, which is the side they tell tourists never to go to. (laughs) And you know, it's, it's it's real country. It's a bit rough. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's, it's not really for the people that talk like they have to come out there and say, (laughs) what's going on with all you natives.
1: Like that. <laughs> Good way so, to get your ass kicked in Hawaii. Don't do it, people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. We, we need to circle back to that, actually, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they wanted to fundraise, and uh, long story short, uh, we started throwing dances at the gym. And when I say it was like a community gym, it was mm-hmm. like one of those where there's like eight basketball courts indoors, double, you know, one of those huge, huge gymnasiums. And, like, you know, I swear, like, half that side of the island came out. There was nights where I swear we had, like, 4,000 people show up That's to the awesome. gym. And, you know, like, but, you know, we we're fundraising to go, uh, you know, to go to the finals in the mainland for, uh, okay. you know, DJ tournaments. Uh, long story, sorry, I'm r- rambling. Long story short, the um, DJ, one of the DJ companies hi- we hired was like, hey, do you want to come work for us? I was just like helping them load stuff in. Sure. So I started working with them. And then from that, I, you know, I had no idea how to DJ. Uh, it was a company <laughs> called Mystical Sounds. And, okay. um, yeah, we just started. All right, that's how I first got into it and i saw that i really loved it and back then it was still you know 90 percent records and cds no it wasn't even 90 percent. it was all records still records and cds sure and did video mixing which sometimes they would do they would use betamax tapes you know? <laughs> like because there was no dvd uh like there was no dvd dj players back then and betamax oh, sure. had, had pitch control on it and uh you couldn't use vhs because vhs was slow right keep in mind like I'm like 15 when all this is going wow. on, so I don't know. You know what I mean? That's um, but, like this is just what I this is just what I remember. So that's how I got into it. And then, due to, you know, certain issues at home, I was out of the house right after graduation. Okay, and um, yeah, uh, I was essentially home. I like I stayed at a couple friends' houses for a while. I um I did full on. I took care of this lady's like like net $8,000 a month business for a room for rent doing landscaping. And let me wow. tell you, let me tell you, like anytime a DJ complains, I just, I shut up because it's like, I did like, like full on landscaping in Hawaii where centipede, you know, centipedes are like a good, you know, eight, nine, 12 inches long. In Jesus. They're, yeah, like, they're if big. You guys, guys want to Google something scary, Google Hawaiian centipede. <laughs> shit I would, I would, I would come across. You know, I was climbing coconut trees, trimming them and shit for a wow. room. For them, you know, for yeah, a room. Yeah, for yeah. Wow. So it was kind of like, anyway.
1: So, so DJing changed your life. It saved your life, you could say.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm ranting. But yeah, it, it did change my life. It's you know how they say, you know, oh, last night a DJ saved "Like, No, no, no. DJing actually saved my life. That's cool. Because it allowed me to, uh, you know, put food on the table and take care of myself and make money. I mean, you know, yeah. Hawaii expensive place
1: so let me ask you let me go backtrack a little bit more what artist started your love for music was there someone who just said you know it clicked for you like "Ooh, i want to do music was there an artist that really sparked your fire you know
0: as a kid i wasn't ever allowed to listen to popular music okay it was like it was like taboo um my dad listened to nothing but like oldies and then he listened to like uh coast to coast you, you remember art bell Remember that Big, guy Yeah, yeah
1: coast. The- now, what do you mean by oldies? So that's like, you mean like Glenn Miller and like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra?
0: No, oldies more like, oh, Beatles, Beatles, all time Beatles.
1: <laughs> Love the Beatles. I hate the Beatles. Well, oh, my <laughs> God, my D. You and I are going to fight. I- I'll just stand up, though. I'm not much, I know a little jujitsu. I'm more of a striker. Anyways. <laughs> um, and then
0: my mom, liked nothing but, um, like, my mom, it's weird. My mom's originally from Youngstown, but, like, her, what? she really, yeah, she is. She's from Youngstown. Like, I went and visited their old house That's uh, cool. when they grew up. But um, she really, really, really loves Hawaiian music. And you know what? She also likes the Beach Boys. So that was, okay. like, a weird, you know, like, they say either you like the Beatles or the Beach Boys. Yeah. So I don't know why my parents got get together. Um, so, and the thing is, like, right around when I was coming of age, like, fifth, sixth grade, mm-hmm. wait, uh 90 no i'm sorry uh yeah yeah fourth fifth grade that's when dr dre the chronics dropped yes so you know i remember hearing it and thinking holy shit what is this (laughs) you know like yeah like dre day nothing but a g thing and then like you know you would sneak watching mtv at that age and tlc creep would come on and then um just uh, Early 90s, uh, hip-hop?
1: That... so hip-hop was your was your what really it really it really was
0: um, okay and i did like some of the house stuff but not all of it because it, i don't know there was something about it at the time that just sounded a little corny to me like okay. everyone I, i'll probably get murdered for this but uh crystal waters or was it crystal waters gypsy woman is she yeah. the one mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. gypsy woman oh my god i hate the sound of that record i hate it
2: <laughs> i hate I, it i'm not a big fan of that one either <laughs>
0: but i mean you know what i mean that that was also you know what came out of the time Pretty cool. Um, i you know and like so as far as music i would say there, you know bone thugs and oh my god that was actually the first concert i went to was bone thugs and ah, harmony okay
1: they came,
0: they came to hawaii and it's funny because i'm in mean, cleveland right they yeah, came to hawaii no
1: full came circle hawaii. indirectly
0: i i remember i remember vividly um busy bone comes out what the fuck's up, Hawaii? I was like, and everyone screamed, and I thought it was—I thought it was ridiculous. Like he just—he right. just, like swore at y'all. Uh, <laughs> he just cussed you out. I, I'm fine, you know. I'm fourth grade. I'm like nine years old. And I—I right. get so. it, no man. And um, what do you think of that
1: funny smell that was emanating from the stage?
0: I didn't even. You know what? I didn't even. I just figured.
1: Did you know I, the skunks were in Hawaii? I thought they were mainland only. <laughs> I didn't
0: like I was just kind of sheltered as a kid. It was very sure. much in my house. Like you went to school and you came home. And if you had like sports or, you know, like I played baseball, I did golf. Um, yeah. I was, you know, I did tons of martial arts, but it wasn't always like I was out of the whole, you know, staying away from bad
1: stuff. Like, yeah, that. Was- I, look, man, first of all, so full disclosure for the audience, we are both half asian he's half japanese i'm half chinese so i yep. can totally relate to everything you just said <laughs> yeah
0: no it's like you you go you go to work or you go to school and you come home and you get you, you do your you know yeah the old parents that whole thing like talking back
1: woo! no you don't do that
0: no yeah i agree I agree. like you know my mom like would get the yardstick that was the sound like the sound <laughs> of like the sound of like clanking of the wood yeah because you know, she, she she sewed a lot um but so she yardsticks but that sound of of the wood on the wood Ooh.
1: yeah i get it i get it's it clear. clack clack clack
0: yeah and it was always like you know my mom would be the one to like i don't want to say whoop my ass you know what i mean because yeah, like, I, oh, yeah but yeah but if for a
1: kid it doesn't matter it's still about it's it's the 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 fear it's a little bit of the the dishonor oh no you upset your parents you failed yeah, yeah, them, yeah. Or you you dishonored them blah, blah blah i get it i get it.
0: It, it it was always like my mom was the one to discipline but it was like don't make me get your father i was right like,
1: that was the know? big threat I get um it. <laughs> but hey um, so uh, were there any DJ mentors or anyone that like, uh, you looked up to, or when did DJ become not just music, but when did DJing, I know you said that, that company, but was there a big time DJ that really also spoke to you?
0: So when I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. I, I remember, um, listening to the local radio station at the time and a station's still around. They just changed the, the name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was called I 94 and they had tons of mix shows. And that was my first exposure to the, you know, like DJing. Yeah, you would because I would listen. I would be like, wh- like one, where are these versions coming from? Two, how are they getting them to mix together? You know, because back then, what was it? It was like there was Wicked Mix, Ulti Mix. There was the Cameron Paul series. Mm-hmm. There was Hot Tracks. You know, there was a, there was a couple like mix show uh, mix services, and like now everything is just like an intro and an out. You know, intro song and an outro. Whereas before, they would like have like little cool bits and like scratching in the right. you know the type of thing. Um, and I was just like, I had no idea where these versions came from, and I still, you know, I didn't know anything, so I would be out there with my little uh, like uh, tape and like record my fourth, I think I owned, and like you know, trying to like record stuff off the radio, and then like sure. I could choose two tapes, right? So then I would play one and then catch the part. I would like say I wanted to go, bah, 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 bah. like, you know, repeat the yeah. song. I would, I would like cue it up and then like hit record and then stop it and then go back and then hit record it and, stop it. and um. Yeah, so um, in Hawaii, there was uh, a couple of the names were uh, like James Cole's. He was the big one. There was also uh, uh, Cutmaster Spaz. There was K Smooth. <laughs> all these guys, all these guys in Hawaii, just um, you know, like okay. as far as DJing goes, they were they were like the ones. You know, yeah,
1: I get it. Was there? Um... Wait, wait, I lost my train of thought. Oh, Sorry. so you no, know, so was there? Um... Well, explain to people what, for non DJs what are mix shows versus like a normal show for the average for the layman. So back in the days when radio was relevant, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, really, but okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, so like when you listen to the radio and just a song plays, that's just whatever. So a mix show was like listening to a DJ live, but on the radio. That's essentially right. what it was, it was. seamless,
1: right? So it didn't the songs yeah. didn't end; it just kept going.
0: Yeah, they, they it didn't end. That song. It, 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 it's like if you went to the club and you're and you took the how the DJ's playing in the club and put it in a radio format got i it. guess would be the best way to put it
1: got it um yeah all right no cool i just want to make sure we explained it to uh non-djs because we, we assume people know but you know oftentimes they don't so so I you're playing either. out live you're 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 growing as a dj so what made you become a what drove you to become a producer like how did that shift
0: you know i actually started doing that before i started djing oh so, okay so um, we didn't grow up with a whole lot of money, but one thing we did have was a computer and uh-huh. with, with that computer, um, were two pieces of software that I have no idea how my dad got them or whatever. I'm probably, <laughs> uh, like what, what, were, what were they called? News group sites back in the day. Okay. They, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I... before, before torrents, um, um, I had a copy of this program called multi and cool edit 96. Wow. Yeah, I've heard of those. <laughs> And you know what, from there, that's actually how I learned the, how DJing actually works. And, you know, here comes a joke, um, you know, being Asian, you would think I'm good at math. No, I'm fucking terrible at math. <laughs> like that, those genes, those genes didn't come over, you know,
1: see behind uh, the curtain, breaking stereotypes just for you people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, you know, the, so I figured this out. So beats per minute, right? What is mm-hmm. beats per minute? That's beats over time, right? Do we sure, right. take, so say this one song, okay? BPM, one, by the
1: way, BPM is beats per minute.
0: I'm sorry, BPM, beats per minute, okay? Yeah. So that's so that's amount of beats over time. Sure. So I figured if you take, like, say I select this amount in, in co-edit. I mean, co-edit is edit a, is, a, is a type of a DAW, which is a digital audio workstation. What that does is go. it allows you to manipulate audio on the computer. Like, you hear kids talk about Ableton and Logic, same thing now. Yes. Um, so I took, I would highlight, say like eight beats in the dog okay. right? and cool at it. And I would say like, okay, so this is like, you know, this is eight beats and it's like, say 10 point, whatever, whatever seconds. So I took that and I divided it. And then I took another one, like another song mm-hmm. and then say, it's okay. Here's another eight beats. And instead of it's 10.7, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So then I have 10.2 or whatever I said, and then 10.7. And mm-hmm. then if I learn, if I divide one by the other you come up with a new a new uh decimal number and if you move the decimal point over to if you move the decimal over two numbers that's the amount of percentage you need to speed or slow down one to equal the other and that's Ah,
1: very cool wow look at you who said you weren't good at math you did some shit there man (laughs) so who are your uh dj producer heroes did you have anybody you looked up to who you thought oh that's uh, that's who i kind of want to model myself after at first
0: you know i wasn't even thinking like that um i can i can tell you who now who like the ultimate is honestly it's max martin and for anyone that doesn't know anyone that doesn't know max martin i guarantee you know max martin max martin is behind uh everyone from britney spears and nsync to now ariana grande the week like um everybody yeah he's Katy perry kesha
1: kesha there's some trouble oh. we won't talk about the kesha thing but <laughs> I
0: mean, well that wasn't that wasn't him though that was i know that i'm was, just making a joke that was uh what's his name <laughs> um but yeah uh he's he's probably the biggest pop producer like in like just hands down he's like oh, no out in like the last the, 30 years yeah
1: for sure yeah um what so what is your goal when you go into a remix what now and it, does it differentiate when doing a bootleg versus doing an official? I, I assume with an official, 100%, 100%. Career, you obviously have to please the artist. They have to sign off on things and they may have notes versus you're going to be more your style in a bootleg, right?
0: So when it's, when something's official, um, when something's official, there's a goal and what that goal is determines how I approach it. Okay. When it's bootleg, it's whatever I think sounds best. Got it. Like, how do I want it to sound? that and that's that's where that comes in but yeah there's a lot of times where people have approached me for official remixes i've actually turned some down and i have some stuff that like i've never released like i got i got vocals i've never like put out um from people just because either the project got killed or um some artist didn't want to sign off on it or whatever but um but yeah it's like uh, the simple answer is official stuff that's there's a goal in mind and you know adhering to the goal that's how i approach it right and um unofficial i'm just doing what i want
1: and so let me explain i I do some music promotion as you know and and so for the audience you know sometimes the goal is for a remixer they just want a specific remixer to do a specific style of dance music to fit in a certain type of club or to get a certain type of audience that maybe the original track can't Get to so they want a house remix, they want a hip hop type remix, they, whatever. And you know, Mike D can do it all. By the way, his remixes cover every genre that I've ever heard. So, uh what is I've your? I've never
0: preferred... done polka. I've never done polka.
1: Really, I'm sort of surprised with your background. <laughs> <laughs> what is um, wait, What is your preferred production platform right now?
0: I, I you know, I, I I'll default to Ableton. Just because, I love Ableton. Yeah. Um, I prefer. I really liked Acid, but. Acid it has its limitations and I I did have to make the switch back in like 2000 and I think 13 something like that. I, I okay. just had to, um the routing just isn't there some of the fl- the way the plugins don't work. But I will say uh cuz the other thing was I worked for Cox Radio for like 8 9 years. I was uh I did pro- uh, production. Now, when you talk about production in a radio station production is like commercials and I also did imaging. And imaging is everything like you know the new power 104 point play blah, 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 <laughs> all that shit that's what imaging is and then commercial and then uh production is commercial so i did imaging and production and um what takes like two clicks in in acid takes three in ableton takes <laughs> <laughs> like six in reason and then takes like fucking 12 in pro tools
1: okay so uh, those are all production uh programs by the way for yeah. anyone who doesn't know that he just named yeah. some different production programs
0: yeah. And the thing is like a lot of people will say Pro Tools is the industry standard and I I highly believe Pro Tools is the industry standard to this day because it's made for people that get paid hourly because it just yeah. takes you
1: I I see and I think that at least from my experience most DJs I know producers use Ableton. I think Yeah, Ableton engineering blockchain. type uh like rock, you know, rock people and 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 real studio recording like live instrumentation use Pro Tools more from my experience but I know some guys who DJ, you know, with it too. But uh, so here's to, sh- to show you the power of a remix. Here's a little story. I don't know if you know. I just found this on the interwebs. But oh. apparently, Mr. Nick Jonas, you did a remix of uh, Change. Hey. Yep. And he performed the Mike DJ Mike D and Adachi remix version of the song uh, on the 2015 Kids Choice Awards. So
0: <laughs> I, I you know I, that I can tell you how that worked out.
1: Okay, so, so you did know. Okay, cool.
0: The label called me up and they're like, "Hey, um, Nick Jonas is going to do the Kids Choice Awards and we want to have him do Chains." And um, the thing was, um, he was performing the night before somewhere else. He did the so Voice.
1: He, it sounds like too, right? what um, your version? Did you do your version on the Voice as well? I don't know. Okay, it says it might have. I can't. I, go ahead, continue oh, your story.
0: If you, I don't like. So whatever it was the night before, it might have been the Voice. It might have been something else. But he
1: he performed
0: it the night before. And they didn't want him to do the same version back to back. That was the big thing. Uh, Okay. So uh, they hit me up and their Republic hit me. uh, I think they were Universal at the time. Hit me up and they're like, hey, um, Nick Jonas is going to do this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, We want, you know, because it's for the, you know, Kids' Choice Awards. Can you make it like, you know, that was the goal? Like, can you make it house? Can you make it a beat? Sure, no problem. And the person, the other person on it, C H uh, A D A C H I. Oh, that's I okay,
1: that's what it was. Okay.
0: I you know I don't even know how to pronounce it, but that's my that's my brother. That's my I was brother. gonna say
1: because your last name. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I that explains. So it. I say Chedachi or Chedachi or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. His name's Chris. Um, so Hi, that's where the, yeah. Um, he um, I was staying with him in L. I just happened to be in L. A. at the time, hanging out with him, um, for no particular reason. I didn't. I didn't even know. I forgot why I was there. Um, yeah, I don't remember what was there, okay, but no worries. it was, it was one of those, like, I was, he's see, here's the crazy thing. You say I'm good at this. My mm-hmm. brother is literally a, like getting his doctorate in music theory and composition. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. He's a teacher. He's a teacher out in LA. He, That's uh, awesome. him and his wife, like his wife teaches private piano lessons. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to take uh piano lessons from my sister-in-law because she's that good at it. Awesome. Uh, they can play, you know. They can play just about any fucking instrument. It's wild. I want to hit you up for that. <laughs> no, ser- seriously, they're they're extremely they're very good at what they do. Okay, um, it's just that pop music isn't his thing. It's just for not. Sure. I get it. I I've get tried it. to like. I've really tried to work with him sometimes, and it's just one of those like. I'm not going to force something if it's he gets not
1: bored. Working. Probably.
0: Yeah, it's not passion. For, it's yeah, yeah. it's not passion. About he loves jazz. He loves like really, you know, he loves orchestrated.
1: Like he likes composing more complex. Yeah, I get it.
0: Um, where's me? Oh. I'm going to be poop on stuff, you know,
1: um, <laughs> real quick to tie a bow around that story. It says here, uh, performed it. Uh, no, you're fine. The kid's choice awards in 2015, as well as the second iHeartRadio music awards. So that's what the other night was.
0: Oh, can you send me that? I didn't even know that
1: it was in Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I Googled you on, or Wik- wikied you and, uh, it gave me a link to this. So,
0: oh, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: but yeah, so I just happened to be with him and I had him, uh, transcribe, you know what I mean? Like, decipher what notes were what and that's
1: why i put a name on it very cool all right let me let me take a break right here uh guys we'll be back with more with dj mike d right after this
2: hey pantheon listeners christian swain here you caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with john and beth i want to share my first experience with factor meals for you i think you'll find this interesting because i bet the same thing happens to you Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get twenty percent off and free shipping at buyraycon dot com slash pantheon.
1: We're back with DJ Mike D on Behind the Curtain, a Pantheon Podcast Network show. You can find us on www dot whatshotitsc dot com and on all major podcast streaming platforms. Welcome back, Mike. Uh, Let's dive a little deeper. Let's go a little bit uh, into the future, maybe. What artist would be your dream artist to do an official remix for or to collaborate with?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, You you know, this is going to sound really, really, really weird, but I would really like to work with Jewel. Wow. Did not see that coming. I love love Jewel. believe it or not like when I'm working mm-hmm. uh it's so funny my Spotify last year I was like her like you know how her says like top fans or whatever yeah yeah, I was, yeah. In, like, I was in like the top like half percent of like jewels <laughs> crazy
1: she's um, hot too I mean let's be honest
0: you know what she's and talented like, she's also like she's also a tough ass chick dude like you oh, know yeah you, you know her who her family is right
1: Alaskan I know she was like sl- roughing it in Alaska for God's sakes
0: She's her family is that, um, uh, the kilchers on that, um, not Life Below zero, but on the, um, the homesteading show on, on, on discovery channel. No
1: shit. I had no idea. Yeah. I did not know that
0: she's she sings the intro with her dad.
1: Uh, wow. That's really cool. I did not know that about Jewel and look yeah. at you and you're on the opposite end of the world from tough ass. Look, I know a lot of people don't understand. <laughs> they, they see Hawaii, the paradise, but man, that is a tough ass culture. Let me just say that I, I, my sister lives in Maui now and I've been there a bunch and just heard stories from talking to people about uh, the surf culture and then the the other sides, the Polynesians. So, yeah, man, you know, it's oh, different environments, but similar.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be honest, moving to the Midwest, I think the weirdest thing for me that I didn't expect was how people are adults and they still like to bully people. That's weird. Yeah, was weird. I know it's like, funny. Like it, it's and the thing is, like, there's actually parts of like there's parts of northeast Ohio where it's really bad, but it, it's like it's like they've never it's like they've never been around anyone that would slap them in the face
1: right well <laughs> the, everyone goes to guns nowadays there is no uh, no
0: that's no that's true but I, i'm talking about the people that have like never been in any sort of like oh any okay yeah 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 yeah. Life. i get it
1: like your 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 soccer mom dad yeah
0: exactly a, and, and i always make i always make the joke like i'd like to move a family of like 20 samoans out to like you know cleveland <laughs> go around and like, so that's it's great. Um, All right, Mike.
1: Uh, what is your favorite strip club, if you have one?
0: My favorite, you know, honestly, I've only been to like maybe six or seven in my life. Okay. Um. So in Hawaii, my favorite was nine three nine, and that's because we did industry night there. Okay. And, um. You know, it's 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 a nice club. And then, um, y- you know, I I have to say, cheetahs, like yeah. cheetahs in Atlanta,
1: we talking about cheetah it, in Atlanta. It's
0: a- fucking nice club like yeah like they probably i don't even want to even guess how much money they spend in there it's
1: it's <laughs> i'm sure it's in the millions on the light show just in the lights it's yeah, it's insane.
0: And, the, and then the speakers are a whole different are a whole different animal
1: have you been to it, 11 yet you know they based a lot of their stuff on 11 they worked with the same people who designed 11 yes
0: i did know that they basically uh did that i have not been to 11 yet in fact Dude. i've only i've only been in miami once
1: really that's, that's surprising oh yeah
0: that's that's a funny story too uh, you know DJQ, right? The one who yeah, he does remixes. Yep. Well. Mm-hmm.
1: Not we personally, out, but yeah,
0: we were out there for winter, uh, winter music conference. Yep, and, and because the hotels were just stupid, he's like, oh yeah, 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 just like bunk with me. <laughs> <laughs> we we ended up like sharing a bed together. Um, you know, hey now. And, well, it
1: was funny because it's an Asian because, thing. Don't worry about it, people. It's nothing. It's, you know.
0: not, it's not like that. Get out of
1: here <laughs> remember, um, I'm making stuff up.
0: Well, it was, you know, it was one of those beds where like we put like the pillows in the middle to divide it, whatever. And then I'm waking up and his, like, hand was on me. I was like, yo, <laughs> was like, sorry, man, forced to have it with my wife. I was like, <laughs> Shit.
1: Oh, that's a good story. We're going off the rails here. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, but what differences did you find now? Because you've DJed at Cheetah in Atlanta recently, and you know, it had been since your uh first gig, probably since you've been back. DJing a strip club. What differences? What are the major differences for our audience who aren't DJs? Would you kind of explain between being a strip club DJ and being a club DJ? Obviously, you're on the mic as an MC a lot more. I don't know if you are at Cheetah anymore. They don't really talk in the mics anymore, do they?
0: You know, I'll I'll only like pop in here and there. Like I do know that um some of the other guys there, you know, they they tend to do be more. I don't want to say traditional, but they tend to be more the M. You know, they work the MC role a lot more. Sure, and um. I will say the biggest difference between because I just played at uh, Emperor's in in uh, Tampa as well, okay. and I will. Say the biggest difference is now people want more of a nightclub atmosphere with uh, with adult entertainment versus just pure adult entertainment. Yeah, you know, I can't speak for all 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 gentlemen's clubs. Like I know some, it's like very like you know this is what you're club. For the, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as the Trendy and hip, I guess you yeah. would say.
1: I was going to say, so for our listeners, so there's definitely been, been a trend. I love Miami was one of the first uh, to do sort of a club DJ atmosphere, musical music, and then a lot more showmanship, maybe uh, whether it's aerial artists or, you know, obviously pole dancing has taken off to another level, even in the mainstream. So a lot of your top end adult gentlemen's clubs, the classy, the so-called classy, quote unquote, classy ones are, are leaning more in that direction um let's see here mike let's let's have a little fun you ready to have some fun and do some 10 questions with me oh okay all right this is it all right so these are my questions made famous by bernard Pivot and james lipton on inside the actor studio so whatever first thing comes to your mind there's 10 questions for you. you ready yep all right what is your favorite word
0: why why would you do that why would you do that i i now i have nothing but penis in my head
1: all right penis uh, it is
0: no. <laughs> no it's not no um, okay Well, my favorite word, I don't know. I'm Fuck, probably fuck, because I say fuck all the time. Okay, we'll get to that one.
1: What is your least favorite word? (laughs) Broke. Broke, there you go. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
0: Time by myself, where I'm actually in the moment with myself.
1: All right. All right. What turns you off, Mike D.?
0: fucking 10 questions, I'll tell you that. Um, (laughs) You know, honestly, it's when I can't get out of a situation that I didn't want to be in to begin with.
1: Okay. Uh, We kind of answered this one. What is your favorite curse word? Yeah. Fuck. Say it with passion. Fuck. There we go. There we go. Uh, What sound or noise do you love? The sound of birds. Oh, I thought you were going to say a good 808. (laughs) <laughs> I do no i do but i i love the
0: sound i love the sound birds make because they're they're they sing their own each bird has its own unique song and there's just something freeing about that
1: i'll, I'll tell you so my first trip to hawaii uh was on the big island uh so we were near uh kona right and we were mm-hmm. at a resort but my son was god eight nine ten so we're sharing a room and a bed you know what i mean and i remember at 6 a.m 5 a.m it was the coolest thing and i actually have birds now is my wake-up thing but like one bird started singing and chirping then another yeah another and they were so loud and before you know it it was literally like a symphony of birds it was we both woke up with this big because it was so beautiful uh it was amazing and it was like a symphony of birds it was so cool so i totally get on especially being from hawaii uh what sound or noise do you hate
0: the sound of like your car fucking up okay there's Uh that that's um when you grow up poor and your car sucks, and when well, I'm sorry, not even growing up poor. When you're like, because my parents could fix cars. When you're like homeless and you don't know what the hell's wrong with your car, wow. timing belt goes, or it's just like blah 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 blah. Like there's just a, a that initial fear of hope, this initial feeling of hopelessness. Like fuck, I gotta deal with this car. Yeah, that's you dramatic,
1: know? man. That's heavy. I like that. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: You know, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a fighter pilot. I was in ROTC and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, but then, uh, come to find out, you can't be a fighter pilot if you wear glasses. So that. Ah, uh,
1: bummer. Yeah. He's got
0: glasses, folks.
1: Uh, what profession would you not like to do?
0: <laughs> I don't ever want to do landscaping again. <laughs> uh, that I makes have. My- perfect sense. Like, and you know what? That's actually probably probably reason why I hate dealing with like like having a lawn. I hate it. Just. I'm over
1: it. You know, having Elon, lawn. What's the matter with having me? <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Oh, I apologize. Okay. The final question. Are you ready? This is the big yep. one. If heaven exists, Mike D, what musician or artist would you most like to jam with? Who's in heaven?
0: Johnny Cash.
1: Ooh. Didn't and more.
0: That. And 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 honestly, it would be more so just to. It wouldn't even. I don't know if it will know I don't know I'd want to jam with them. Would we'll just like to talk to them.
1: I okay. guess. I love it. I love it. Well, that's it for the 10 questions. Uh are there any uh tour dates or releases you got coming out you'd like to talk about? Uh your website, your social media so people can get a hold of you.
0: Uh just DJ M I K-E-D is how you find me. Um, website or Instagram or you know, uh Facebook, whatever, uh Twitter, um, even TikTok, but eh, I don't go on TikTok. TikToks for kids. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. It is. It's like I, I can't do it. I tried. I, I get can't it. Do it. I get it. Any um, tour dates
1: or shows coming up you wanna promote, plug? Um uh, February third
0: and March eleventh. I'm at Cheetahs in Atlanta. Um working on schedule for this coming month. Uh I'm actually gonna be back in Hawaii um the eighth through fifteenth. So that's gonna be interesting. March or February? I'm sorry, February. That's gonna be interesting for people to see me. Nice. Uh, I I haven't been home in like nine years, so wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I think we, I met you and you were moving out and leaving. <laughs> yep. 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 Cause you, I was trying to hook up with him and he's like, "No, nah, I'm actually moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like, damn it. Uh, wh- how can people get your remixes on uh, your website? Like, how does that work?
0: Yeah. Um, I do, you know, I will put out most things through record pools okay. and you know, um, but I also do a lot of exclusive stuff through my Patreon. I figure that's, you know, that's the easiest platform. I don't got to really do anything other than publish. We'll do it and then publish so that's Patreon.com/slash DJ Mike D. All
1: right, and your website? Uh, DJ Mike D.com, which right. is under
0: development, so it looks kind of just like a one. It, it's like a link jump, right? And if now. people
1: want to book the amazing live version of DJ Mike D, how do they go about that?
0: Uh, there's links on my site or on my Instagram. Okay, or just ask you. That's probably the easier way.
1: <laughs> I will hook you up with DJ Mike D, y'all. Well, hey man, uh, you are an honorary panda. Like I said, your remixes have changed and made stuff playable that wasn't playable in strip clubs. So I can speak for all the pandas. You're in the panda group now. You know the love you get every time you post on there or whatever. So you were definitely a panda brother. And this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you. Appreciate
1: you bet, it, man. All right. That was DJ Mike D. You're listening to Behind the Curtain, a What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Find us on all major streaming platforms and at itsc. Com. I'm Elon Fong. Peace out. We'll see you next time.
2: Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny Myers and Elon Fong, presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.